0: Do you agree with this statement? Sometimes people will go to any length to find peace or relief or, hey, even happiness. And in that search, you can find yourself doing some crazy things, right? Even things that might, uh oh, compromise your principles. We're continuing in our series "Women Jesus Met," looking at some pretty dynamic ladies and the interactions that Jesus had with them. Today, Jesus meets someone with a malady. Ah, a tough one. It was a malady that couldn't be uh, couldn't be cured. She tried everything, but to no avail. Mark five twenty-five. That's where we find the story. Okay, here's what it says. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. So she had some type of bleeding issue. And, uh, you know, the Jewish Talmud, it gives, (laughs) believe it or not, several cures for such trouble. Some are tonics, some are sheer superstition. Like for this particular problem, here's what it said. Carry the ashes of an ostrich egg in a linen rag in summer and a cotton rag in winter. That'll straighten it out. Okay. Here's another so-called cure they had for this problem. Carry a barley corn which had been found in the dung of a white female donkey. All right. Um, I wonder what store you go to to pick that up. <laughs> I don't know. Now, these sound ridiculous, don't they? Do things like this, and it's like, you can laugh, and say, how ridiculous, that will never work. But imagine the ridiculous things people do today to find relief or happiness. What are some ridiculous things people do today? You know what they do? How about this? The abuse of drugs. Yeah? They abuse drugs to find relief or happiness overindulgence in alcohol to find relief happiness Um, prostitution pornography they think that'll give them happiness Uh, same-sex partnerships working too many hours overtime now marijuana is becoming legalized and oh boy I wonder how many disasters will, will stem from that um You never know. You never know who's high today. So people do all these crazy things today, too, thinking they'll find peace or happiness or relief. And, uh, you know, if they're honest about it, when it's all said and done, they're no better off at the end than when they were at the beginning. So we find this poor woman, she tried all she could to find relief. She had this bleeding problem tried everything. The Bible tells us in verse 26, she endured much at the hands of many physicians. I guess the doctors in those days, I mean, they didn't have the technology we have today, and they were just guessing. Well, let's try this. Let's try that. By the time she was done with them, they were done with her because she had no more money. She spent all she had. And yet the Bible says she wasn't helped at all, but rather she had grown worse. Wow. Went to all these doctors, spent all her money, and she was only worse off for it. And by the way, not only was her affliction a physical one, but it was also a spiritual one and a social one. And you know why? Because she was barred from worship services, she couldn't go to church, she couldn't go to the synagogue. She couldn't go to the temple. Why? She was considered unclean. According to Leviticus 25, verse 15, where there's blood, there's uncleanness. And you can't get in the flow of society. Can't do it. So, just like other people that Jesus met, when they heard about Jesus, they couldn't wait to meet him. Remember Zacchaeus, tax collector? You he heard about Jesus? He climbed a tree. Oh, i got to get my eyes on him. I've got I to at least see who this man looks like. You he heard about him? Not only did he get to see Jesus, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. Matter of fact, I'm coming to dinner at your house tonight. <laughs> Zacchaeus, he must have flipped. No way, Lord, really? Yeah, I'm coming. Okay. Oh, that night? The whole world of Zacchaeus changed his whole world it changed because he met Jesus now in order for someone to hear about Jesus someone has to be talking about him right that's why it's good to share your faith it's good to talk about the Lord you never know who's listening you never know whose heart is hurting and you say something about Jesus and they say "Wow." Well, All of a sudden, they perk up, and they're listening, and they're like, oh, like this woman in the story, maybe that's my help. Maybe that's what I need to do, where I need to go. I wonder if Jesus would help me. So this poor woman, she had another predicament. Think about it. She had a physical problem, bleeding. She had a spiritual problem. She couldn't go to church because of it. She had a social problem. She couldn't get around people because of it. And now she's got another predicament. It would be embarrassing to tell Jesus in public what her problem was. You know, many times people came to Jesus and Jesus would say, what do you want me to do for you? And somebody would say, I'd like to regain my sight. I'd like to walk. You know, they would, they would give an answer to his question. But it was embarrassing for this lady. She didn't want to talk about that in public. It was a personal problem. What could she do? What could she do? She knows she can go to Jesus, but she doesn't want to expose herself to the public. Oh, but you know what's so cool about her? She didn't give up. Just like many of you that are listening. You don't give up. You got a predicament, but you don't give up. So it says in verse 27, after hearing about Jesus, Oh, what was it she heard? Probably about his mercy, kindness, compassion, acceptance. You know, these are drawing qualities. Did you know that? People that have the quality of showing mercy, being kind, being compassionate, those are drawing qualities. People are drawn to them. But you know, people that are crude, and short-tempered, and judgmental, and critical. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's drawn to them. wants the beer on them? Yeah, a wet blanket on a rainy day. But she heard some good things about Jesus, and she also heard he has the ability to heal. Oh, I already healed a lot of people. She heard that Jesus could put lives back together again. And you know, here we are 2,000 years later, and we hear that too, don't we? Jesus can put lives back together again. Isn't that why we come to Him? Isn't that why most people that come to Christ, maybe not all, but most, they're kind of broken. They're broken. They're humpty-dumpties. And they want Jesus to put them back together again. That's okay. That's good. That's excellent. That's what He does. So, after she heard about him, she came up in the crowd. Oh, but she was standing behind him. Kind of hiding out. And you know what she did? She reached through the people and touched his coat. She just touched the hem of his coat. And this is why. Why did she touch his coat? She thought, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. She had just, she had, such great faith she figured if I can get close enough to touch him I'm gonna get healed now I'm like wait a minute the law said if she touches anything or anyone that they become unclean you can't go around touching stuff when you get an issue of blood like that you know you can't go to the temple can't go to synagogue you can't go touching things and you're gonna touch Jesus well, maybe she knew what others had not yet discovered. That Jesus was greater than all other things. Even her sickness. Oh, maybe she saw something in Jesus that most people, they, not, they haven't gotten there yet. She saw in Jesus God. God. And God is bigger than sickness. And you know what? He's bigger than the law. And bigger than the Sabbath Jesus even said he was Lord of the Sabbath that's why he could do things on Saturday because he was higher than the Sabbath law Wow higher than the law itself so here was a woman who came to Jesus yeah as a last resort that's okay it's okay if you go to Christ as a last resort as long as you go one man said she was a fit patient For the great physician yeah you know why she knew her need she knew that she needed a touch from Christ because no one else could do it no one could help her and she went broke trying to find him sometimes we find ourselves in places where only God can help and it's true there are things that we're involved in sometimes only God can see us through that's why you want to hang on to him Oh, yeah, like she did. Grab on, don't let go. But the point is, we have to go to him. She couldn't sit home and say, Well, you know, I know he he, he won't heal me. Or maybe I'll sit here and maybe he'll heal me from a distance. No, she had to reach out. Because she demonstrated by reaching out her faith. So after she touched the hem of his garment in verse 29 oh immediately not take these two and call me in the morning <laughs> immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction now not only was she healed but she knew that she was healed because God's like that God doesn't only want to do things for us. He wants us to know the depth of what He has done. See, He wants you to know. Let's talk about your salvation. It's not a mystery. It's a known fact. He wants you to live with the assurance that you belong to Him. He doesn't want you to be like the average guy in the street. If you ask him, Hey, you think you're going to heaven? They're like, oh, I, hope so. oh, I hope so. I hope so. Haven't killed anyone. I might. I don't know. No, God wants you to know if somebody says you think you'll go to heaven, you say, you know it, baby. I'm going up. They say, how can you know? Because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. Well, how do you know that? Because God told me. He told me in His Word. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. Boom. There it is. So God wants us to live life with the assurance that we are heaven-bound. Don't live your life in doubt. Live your life in the security of your salvation. Okay? Now, verse 30. Immediately, Jesus perceiving... Look at it. All this happened in like two seconds. She touched him. She got healed. And Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth. He felt this power go out of him. He felt this this exhale of something. Somebody's faith drew something out of him. Now this teaches us something about Jesus. That when Jesus healed someone, it took something out of him. You could say he had a mm, power drain, right? He had a power drain. She touched him in faith. and Power went out and healed her. Is it any wonder he often went away alone to be with his Father? He had to get replenished. There were times that angels from heaven came, remember, to minister to him. Jesus had to recharge his batteries all the time because the demand on him was so great. Maybe there's a truth for us here as well. You will never produce anything great unless you put something of yourself into it. In other words, spend yourself. Put everything into your job, whatever it is. You play music, put everything into your music. Put everything in. Even a preacher is drained after a sermon if he put himself into it. Here's the point. If we are ever to help people We must be ready to spend ourselves. If we are ever to help people, we must be ready to spend ourselves. You spend yourself in doing what you love to do. Ever see a musician that's really into it? It, It's not just technique, it's emotion. And when they're done, they're exhausted. You know, that's what Jesus was. The greatness of Jesus was that he was prepared to pay the price of helping others. And that price was the outgoing of his very life. Oh, yeah. He spent his whole life. His whole essence went out for us. So in verse 30, Jesus turned around, he looked at the crowd, and he said, Who touched my garments? His disciples, they said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? And you say, who touched me? (laughs) This scene teaches us something about the disciples. They had common sense. But you know, common sense is very limited. Oh, yeah, it's limited. (laughs) I, I like, if you ever get a book by William Barclay, grab it and read it. He's a very good commentator. He said, one of the tragedies of life is the strange insensitiveness Of the human mind hmm he said we so often fail to realize what others are going through isn't that true people go through things but we can't understand the depth of how they're feeling because we might not have experience in that thing so we don't know how something is affecting another person Someone has a sickness, but we've never had that sickness. So we're very limited in how we can identify. We could even call it being insensitive. And I don't mean insensitive in a negative sense, where we're willingly insensitive. We're just insensitive because we don't have the ability to be sensitive. Maybe unemployment, right? Someone's unemployed and it's really taking a toll on them. But if you've never been unemployed, you can't relate. To what they're going through. You can't feel the anxiety or the stress because you've never been there. How about something like single parenting? Oh, you know, for someone that's never been a single parent, it's very hard to identify with what's it like for a mom to be a mom and a dad, or a dad to be a dad and a mom. What's that like? I'm sure it's challenging. And difficult, and if you've never been there, doesn't look that hard, does it? But it is. How about just those that live alone? Some people just live alone, and if you've never lived alone, you don't know the feeling. You might say, "Oh, you—that's great. You live alone. You don't have to answer to anybody." But you don't know the times of their loneliness, their solitude, their wishing. There was someone there, someone to talk to, just desiring that. See, because something may be easy for you, you don't realize how difficult it is for someone else. So we we are insensitive because we're limited as human beings. So Jesus looked around, and he saw the woman that had done this. Oh, he picked her out. The disciples are like, Lord, everybody's touching you. <laughs> How do we know who touched you? Like Jesus, he ignored them. Sometimes you have to ignore people. <laughs> and he saw her. He picked her out. And maybe it was just the look on her face. Verse 33. The woman, she was fearing and trembling. Of where, Aware of what had happened to her. She knew something happened, but it made her afraid. And you know what she did? She came down, and she fell down before Jesus. Oh, she told him the whole story, the whole truth. She did tell him what was going on. So this scene, it also tells us something about the woman, that she had a difficult life, and it was a very humiliating life. But she told her story to Jesus anyway, you see, after Jesus touches you, you don't mind sharing your story. In the beginning, she didn't want to. But now she's letting it all out. And after she told her story, relief flooded her heart. Oh, she got it all out. And she felt so good. And not only that, but you know, she found Jesus to be very kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was very kind to her. We don't know how the doctors treated her, especially when she ran out of money. But Jesus was very kind to her. And he said to her, Daughter, that's pretty endearing, isn't it? Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. Wow. Wow. See, this story was recorded. Here it is, right? In the Word of God. It was recorded so the reader would know that Jesus has power. He has the power to bring healing and relief to a life. Now, He doesn't always bring physical healing and He doesn't always bring physical relief to the body, but you know where He really will bring it? To the heart. And I think that's even more important because we live life from the heart so the heart has to be right and the heart has to be healed so Jesus is also there when you have exhausted all of your last resources you've tried everything oh you bought new houses and got new husbands and got new wives and got new jobs and bought new cars and changed your hairdo and got new clothes nothing worked (laughs) None of it worked. So at last somebody invites you to church or they tell you about Jesus and there's a connection. There's a connection. You got close to the Lord and something happened. But here's the point. You got to go. You got to go to Christ. You can't wallow in your misery and not go to Jesus. If you're going to wallow in your misery, let your misery bring you to Christ. Let it lead you there. And you will find that relief of heart. Maybe you've been struggling with something in your own life for many years, like this woman. Like I said, you've tried everything. But there comes a time. There comes a time when you say, you know what? I'm done playing around. I've got to get serious with God. And if it begins with just trying to figure out If God is real, start there. Just start there. See, I need to find out if God is real. Say, how do you do that? You know how you do it? I'm going to tell you how you do it. You ask him to show himself to you. And he will. That's it. Say, Lord. Or say, God, because he's not your Lord yet. Say, God, I don't know what's going on. Would you show yourself to me? Show me that you're real. Show me that you exist. Show me that you care. Boom! It's going to happen. It might not happen that day, but He's going to begin preparing your heart. And He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He'll lead people into your life. He'll ordain circumstances. He will bring you to a place. You know why? If you seek Him, you will find Him. If you knock... It will be open to you. That's all God says. If you seek me, I'm going to reveal myself to you. He's very lousy at hide-and-seek, you know. He's terrible at that. Because you always find him. (laughs) That's good. I'm I'm glad God stinks at hide-and-seek. Because I don't want him to be such a mystery and so invisible we never find him. We want to find him really easy. (laughs) And you do. He honors those that desire him and want to see him and want to know him. So it's okay. Even if you approach him in doubt, remember Thomas? Thomas doubted. Jesus showed up. Thomas is like, well, I don't know about if Jesus came back from the dead. I, that's tough to believe. And Jesus honored Thomas's doubt. He didn't correct him or rebuke him, he didn't yell at him. He said, Thomas, look, here I am. Look at my scars. Touch my side. I'm here. (gasps) Thomas said, oh, my Lord. My God. Oh, Jesus wants to be found. He does. He wants to be discovered. And he's right there waiting for you. So what a beautiful example we have of faith in this woman. She wouldn't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. If Christ is the last resort, so be it. Go after Him. Go after Him with all of your heart and soul. And you know what? Knock and He will answer. Seek and you will find. And life will really begin to change. Okay, come on now. Have you joined the Hope Club? Don't you want a daily devotional every day in your email box? Start off the day, five, six minutes with the Lord. Get you started off on the right foot. Tune your soul to the day. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click giving. Then click e-giving. Choose the fund radio. Commit $3 a week. Fill out the info. Hit submit. Boom, you're there. That's it. You'll be in our email list, and we will send you an email Monday through Friday. To get you going off on the right foot. Okay? Thank you for coming along today. Pray for the program. Support us if you can. We'll see you next time for Mark New Hope Radio.